Let's close our eyes and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to come together to hear your word. Lord, as we are seated here, Lord, open our hearts. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open our hearts to receive the word that changes lives and that transforms us. That renews our minds and transforms us. Holy Spirit, take absolute control. May your word bring healing. May it bring salvation. May it bring encouragement. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You know, turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I am blessed to sit by you. Tell your neighbor, I am very, very happy to sit by you. And I want to sit by you every time. So don't miss church. Tell your neighbor, don't miss church. You should be here all the time. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate all mothers here this Sunday. A wonderful, happy Mother's Day to you. You are a blessing to us. I think all the, all the fathers and the guys should clap for our mothers here this morning. <laughs> Amen. You know, I didn't know, I didn't really understand what mothers do for us until my wife gave birth. And then I began to understand, oh, so this is what my mother did for me. Oh, oh. Amen. Mothers are really, really wonderful. And we really appreciate all mothers. You are a blessing to us. Without you, we will not be around. Say amen. Amen. Um, um, so um, I am from Doug Hayward Mills Ministry. Doug, I will tell you later about Doug Hayward Mills, but... I was sent here for a mission through Doug Hayward. God sent me here through Doug Hayward Mills. Hallelujah. Amen. And then you see, when God created us, or when God created the world, or when God formed me in my mother's womb, he knew that today I'll be standing here and sharing his word with you. So as I'm standing here, it's not by accident. Tell anybody, it's not by accident. Tell the person next to you, it's not by accident that he is coming to preach this morning. Hallelujah. So whatever word comes, it's not for, it's not for somebody who is at home. You know, sometimes when you are preaching, then somebody hears the word, oh, I wish that friend was here to listen to what the pastor is saying. No. It is for you. Amen. Amen. Have you ever felt like that before? So I wish my brother was here to listen to what the pastor is saying. Pastor, what you are saying is true. It's my brother who has been doing that. No, no, it is you who has been doing that. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, the word is for all of us. Hallelujah. Including me. And I pray that as, I, as you hear the word, something will change about you. Amen. God is going to tell you something. And what, whatever you hear, whatever you hear, take it very seriously. Amen. Amen. Before I preach, I want us to, I want us to appreciate our pastor. 
You see, a lot of church members don't appreciate pastors because people have not been taught what pastors do for them. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Then I will give you shepherds. The Greek word for shepherds in the Bible is poimen, which means pastor. And God is saying, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Who will give you what? Who will give you what? Who will lead you with what? Knowledge and what? Understanding. Knowledge and understanding. These two things. You know, when Christ came in Isaiah, the Bible says that God gave Christ had seven spirits, the seven spirit of the Holy Spirit. Four of those spirits deals with the mind, how your mind works. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and then what? You don't know. No Bible reading. No Bible study. Wow. And in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So when God wants to change something about you, one of the things that he does is that he gives you a pastor. Amen. So when you come to church and the pastor is standing there leading worship, don't see him to be something. Don't belittle him. You know, some people, they say bad things about the pastors at home. No. Don't belittle your pastor. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting from verse 8. And what were the gifts? Verse 11. So you see, anytime you see your pastor, you should see him as a gift God has given to you. When you pray, God, give me, give, give me, give the, the gift is your pastor. Hallelujah. Because the seven spirit of God, four of the four of those spirits, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and the fear of God, it affects the mind. And knowledge, sorry, and knowledge, it affects the mind. And you see, if God wants to change your life, if God wants to change your life, he changes the way you think. The way you think decides every, everything that you do. If you think, if your thoughts are very bad, you'll have a very bad life. Hallelujah. Amen. So anytime you see a pastor, it means that God has given you a gift to change the way you think. Without changing the way you think, your life will not change. Hallelujah. The Bible says that for a lack of knowledge, my people would perish. Satan doesn't have to do anything. Satan doesn't have to do a lot of things. Satan doesn't have to do much. 
He just has he just has to stop you from gaining knowledge. The moment you gain knowledge is like light that comes into your life and changes your life. So you see, when anytime you see your pastor, you should see that somebody is coming with light to change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want you to honor your pastor. Respect him. Bless him with gifts. Some of you don't give your pastor gifts. You don't care about him. You don't care about him. You don't care about his family. You just want to come and sit here Sunday, look at the clock. Pastor is wasting too much. I want to go home and eat some dosa. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So honor your pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. It's, it's God's chosen. He's God's chosen person for you. So bring enlightenment to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Give a clap of him to your pastor. Amen. I don't have we don't we don't have a lot of time. Let's get the word of God and go home and eat our dosa. <laughs> Luke chapter ten. Verse thirty eight to forty two. Martha, Martha, you are worried about so many things. What's your name? Jessica, Jessica, you are worried about so many things. What's your name? Dippon, D, I'll call you D. D, you are worried about so many things. Sir, please, what's your name? Saho, you are worried about so many things. Tell your neighbor you are worried about so many things. How many of you have a lot of problems? If you don't have any problem, then you are not in this world. (laughs) Go to Mars or Jupiter. You are worried about so many things. One thing is needed. Tell your neighbor one thing is needed. You know, usually when somebody comes to your house, the, I mean, the rightful thing to do is that you make food or first you, you know, the Indian, Indian culture, our culture. First you make coffee or tea to welcome the person. Then you ask the person, do you want something to eat? They say, yes, I want something to eat. Then you make some dosa or something for the person. So Mary and Martha were in the house and the same just went to the house and you know as usual Mary also felt that he had to cook something for 
Jesus. I mean, if Jesus comes to your house, what will you do? You do the same, right? Yeah. You do that. You feed him. Then you sit down and say that. And then you sit down and then start complaining. Um, last year, rent, and uh, we have to pay. We have not paid. My daughter has not gotten a job yet. So, Jesus, are you going to? You have a lot of things to say to Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. So, Mary also felt like that. Why don't I make food for him? Then after he finishes eating, we'll just keep talking about life. But Martha was not. No, but Martha was the one. Yeah, but Mary was not worried about that. Mary was just worried about the relationship that he had with Jesus. So sit down and listen to him. So in life, we, we, we do the same thing. That's the same thing we do. You know, most of the time, when, you, when two people are talking, when a husband and a wife or colleagues are talking, most of the, one of the problems that we have in this life is people don't listen. When you say that this the person assumes something else. Martha assumed that Jesus wanted to eat. But Jesus didn't want to eat. He wanted to impart something to them. The assumptions we make about life. That is the problem that God has with us. We assume that we have to get this, 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 this. But God is saying that no. There's one, one thing. Just one thing. If only you can get one thing. Correct. Everything will be okay. Forget about the food. Just come and listen to what I'm saying. One thing. You need one thing. One thing. One thing. That's the problem we have. We make a lot of assumptions. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. Has God told you to do that? Why don't you listen to what God is saying? We don't listen. We don't listen. The problem we have is we don't listen. The wife will tell, the husband will tell the wife, I don't like this food. The wife will make the assumption, no, I have to make him this food. <laughs> Why don't you listen? Listen to what the husband is saying. Listen, listen, listen. One thing that you need to, you won't listen. You just want to do what you think is right. Oh, it doesn't work like that with God. You have to sit down. And listen to what God is saying. Hallelujah. And in this life, there's one thing that God wants. That is why he even created us. The moment we get hold of that one thing, one thing, just one. See, human beings, we are so complex. We don't like simple instructions. Eh, Adam, if there's one fruit in the middle of the garden, don't, you can eat everything, but don't take that one. Mm, no, I'll take that one. So complex. Simple instruction. Just one simple instruction. No. Touch. Hallelujah. So God just wants you to do one thing. Tell me about one thing. Are you ready for that one thing? Are you ready? Matthew chapter 7. Verse 21 to 
never knew you. Oh Lord, we came to church. We came to praise. We came to sing. I don't know you. Oh Lord, we walked to church. I woke up very early. It was so cold. It was so hot. I couldn't even get out of my bed, but I came. I don't know you. Lord, we gave a lot of offerings. We did vacation, Bible school. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know you. I don't know you. created us for. A relationship with God. That one thing. That is what Mary did. When Mary saw Jesus Christ, she said, forget about food. I have to sit down and listen to this man. There's one thing. One thing. A relationship. A relationship with God. That is what a lot of us lack. We don't have a relationship with God. We don't have any personal relationship with God. Everything that we do, and you see, in this culture, like, you know, we, which is very good, we are bound by families. This is that, how the, which is very good. In other cultures, there's no family. This culture is very great. But you see, in your family, if everybody will come out with their personal relationship with God and come together, it's fantastic. But when we do something in a group and we don't have a personal relationship with God, then there's a problem. Hallelujah. It's good to have family prayer, family meetings. But after the family prayer, you also go sit down in your corner and then you pray to God. Your personal relationship. God is interested in talking to you one-on-one. Say one-on-one. Yeah. If all of us had a great personal relationship with God, nobody will force anybody to come to church. From our heart, we will understand that church is important. That one thing that God created us for is the same thing we ignore. We don't care about a relationship with God. Hallelujah. We don't care at all. We don't care about any relationship with God. We just care about ourselves. We care about our family. We care about our college. We, care about, we don't care about God. We don't love God. We don't, you know, everything is about us. And, and one of the dangers, one of the lies or the delusions or the deception that Satan has put in the world is this deception. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, don't read our way. When in time past, we walk according to the course of this world. The, the, the world goes like a river but follows one course. Should I tell you the course? Do you want to know the course? They give birth to you. You go to school. You go to college. Then what? Let's, then you find what? Job and then what? My, and then what? And then? And then? 
and then the, the next group follows the same course, isn't it? And then, and then we keep going, and then we keep going one course to the other. Now, be, because we all follow that course, then we begin to compete. So, let's compete. This family will start competing with this family. Then this student, then we begin to have a lot of chaos and a lot of competition and a lot of, a lot of unnecessary stuff. Jesus Christ, when he came, he said, no me, no marriage. If I marry, my wife will tell me, don't die on the cross. <laughs> you know how wives can behave, no? I don't care about them. You are my husband. I will not let you die on the cross. Jesus Christ did not come to follow the course of this world. He came with one mission, one purpose to complete it and then out. And that is the same way God has created all of us. If only you will spend time, develop a relationship with God, you will be amazing. Look at David. Look at David. If there was no David, it would have been very difficult to defeat Goliath. If there was no Moses, the children of Israel would have been in Egypt. The same way, you see, as I mentioned names, what's your name? Sima. The same way I mentioned David, we should mention Sima. And then remember what Sima did in Chennai. That is how God has created all of us. But without a personal relationship with God, we don't find it. We will not know it. We will rather be following the course of this world. College, marriage, no job, give birth, send them to college. They also finish, get a job. Yeah. Same, 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 same. It's not wrong to go to college. It's very good. <laughs> no, as I'm speaking, ah, pastor is saying don't go to oh, oh, Even me, I don't want to go. No. It's good to go to college. But one thing you should know that God sent you on earth with a purpose. And that purpose has to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Amen. If all of us in this church are going to fulfill our purposes, we will be fantastic. It will be super. People will see us. Hindus, other people will see us and come to God and come to Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But because we are not focused on that one thing, we are losing them. Amen. Amen. So God is entreating you to have. See, all that God wants you to do is to have a relationship with him. That's all he wants. Otherwise, one day when, when judgment day, we say, I, I don't know you. I don't know you. Amen. Ask your neighbor, do you want God to say, I don't know you? Say it well, don't they? Neighbor, do you want God to say, I don't know you? 
Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 to 17. Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the Lord. Another version says, "But understand what the Lord wants you to do." Hallelujah, Amen. A lot of us we don't know what God wants. That's why we have pastors. He gave them to be apostles, pastors, teachers, for the edifying of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That's why we have pastors to to show us the way, how how to know what to do. But a lot of us don't know what to do. A lot. A lot of people don't know what to do. But if only you have a personal relationship with God, if only you have a personal relationship with God, you would know what to do at any point in time. Hallelujah. How many of you want to have a personal relationship with God? So I'm going to tell you three ways, three or maybe four, depending on the time. <laughs> three steps. Or three ways to develop a relationship with God. These things that I'm going to say, you already know them. But you see, God has to keep telling you. Because we are very human beings. We are so complex. Simple instruction will not follow. We want complex things. Eh? Don't eat the fruit in the middle of the garden. No. It's too simple. God should say something big. Then they eat the fruit. So three ways. Number one, prayer. Personal prayer. Don't, don't just put prayer. Put personal prayer. Tell your neighbor, personal prayer. I'm not saying family prayer, group prayer is not good. But after your family prayer and group prayer, you should have personal prayer. Amen. Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. This thing that I'm saying, you know it. Daniel 6 10. Three times a day. Your pastor said it in the beginning, isn't it? Yeah. Three times a day. Three times a day. Daniel prayed. Three times every day. Ah, pastor. So, me also, I should pray three times a day. Okay. Don't do it religiously. Don't do it because you have to do it so that the pastor will not, or your, your father or your mother will say, have you prayed? Yes, I have prayed. No. Do it because you want to have a relation. You want to talk to God. Let it come from your heart. You kneel down and you pray. Maybe you can pray three times a day. But pray every day. Alone. In your corner. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Let's learn from our Lord Jesus. 
very early in the morning. He went to a solitary place, meaning that there was nobody there. He didn't go with his parents. He went alone. He didn't go with his friends. He went alone. What is God trying to say? God is trying to say that I want to talk to you alone. There's something I want you to do for me, but I want to tell you alone. Because sometimes when you tell a group, it's a big problem. Abraham, God told Abraham, get thee out of your father's house. And when he was going, he took his nephew. What is that? And then when he took his nephew, a lot of problems came. Simply go, get out. No. My nephew is very, I like him so much. I know what I'm saying. You go. No, no, no. I have to take my nephew. And he got, he got into a lot of problems because of that. So a lot of times, God wants to tell you something. but He doesn't have to tell your husband. He doesn't have to tell your wife. He doesn't have to tell your child. He wants to tell only you. Only you. You. Hallelujah. Let us learn from Christ. He is the great example. The number one example is Christ. He went out alone and prayed. No, pastor, there were times, there was this time that he went with um, John and James and somebody. Okay, Matthew chapter 26. Let's see. Matthew 26. Verse 36. Even when he took some of his disciples, he asked them to stay that, that one side and then I go to that side and I pray alone. Because God wants to talk to you alone. You only, you only. There's something God wants you to do for him. He, he made you purposely for that. Only you. Yes, I know you like your nephew. You like your husband, your wife, your children. But there's something God wants you to do alone. Hallelujah. If all of us were going to do individually what God wants us to do alone, when we come together, we are. Have you watched Captain Planet? Eh? Did you ever watch Captain Planet? Oh, this, I'm very sorry if you, yeah, maybe I'm. You watch Captain Planet? <laughs> um. In recent times, what is there? You don't know. When we all come together with our powers, if you have a power, you have a power, you have a power, you have a, when we come together with our powers, we become a strong force. Amen. Amen. Yeah. But when we don't have, we, we just come, we don't have powers. We don't have powers. We don't have any strength together. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So God wants you to pray. Every day. Like Daniel. Like Christ. Prayed every day. He went early in the morning. He wake up. Go to one corner and pray. And he didn't do it religiously. So that people will say, people will say that, okay, that guy prays a lot. No, no, no. He did it because he loves God. 
Hallelujah. How many of us we are going to pray? And prayer is not just going. Prayer is talking to God. Some of you, when you go and pray, you just go and tell God all your problems. And then this, 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 I have this, this, no. Prayer is going to have a communion with God. You speak to God and he speaks back to you. You speak to God and then he speaks back to you. There are times you don't even have to go and complain or tell him about your problem. There are times you just have to go because you want to talk to him. Amen. Why? Because you love him. So God wants that love. He wants us to talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Alone. After your family meeting prayer, go and talk to God alone. And then God will tell you what you should do. I'm a pastor today, not because my father told me, because there was no way my father would tell me that I am a pastor. My pastor would say, go to college, get a degree, get a good job, marry, give birth, take your children to the same course. But God will tell you, you are a pastor. You are a prophet. You are the next person to change India. Amen. Yeah. You are the next Damonadu chief minister. Say amen. Come. What's your name? Isaac. When? How old are you? 13. When David was going to kill Goliath, it was around 17 years, just a little far away from this young man, Isaac. All right? After he killed Goliath, he became the king of Israel. So if God tells Isaac, you are the next chief minister, Everybody was like, 13 years. God is the one saying, and if God says it, finish. But see, if you don't go to God in prayer to find out who you are, instead of Isaac becoming the chief minister, Isaac, what do you want to become when you? I want to be a rich man. Rich man. Is <laughs> Is I also want to be a rich man. And it takes a rich man to become the chief minister of Tamil <laughs> Thank you very much, Isaac. <laughs> so, it's the way you spend time with God, He will show you greater things that you will never even thought about. You are thinking about becoming something, but God is thinking about something bigger. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel. 
Daniel. He prayed three times a day, but he was a prime minister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was a prime So when I say Isaac is going to be the chief minister, it's not something new. It's normal. Amen. The next thing to develop a relationship with God is to study the word of God. Study. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. What a simple instruction ever. Just a simple instruction by God. Now you are crying in your house when God has given you one simple instruction. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Ye shall meditate therein day and night. Then ye may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you shall become prosperous and have good success. How many of you want to be? I'm not preaching prosperity gospel. No. I'm preaching the Bible. How many of you want to become prosperous and have good success? Everybody. And God has given us one simple instruction. Study the word. Meditate on it day and night. It will change the way you think. And when the way you think changes, everything changes around you. No, I don't like this simple instruction. Why? When you study the Bible every day, Every day, I am promising you with my own life, you will become prosperous and have good success. It is so simple. Do you know why? Because there are ways to become that. All those laws, all those principles are in the Bible. So when you learn them and you apply it to your life, you change. For a lack of knowledge, my people perish. God doesn't want to see you suffering. If you are suffering, maybe you are suffering for the gospel. But not because you don't know something. Not because you don't have any knowledge. That kind of suffering God doesn't like. If you are suffering for Christ, they are, they are, they are persecuting you because you are for Christ. That one is okay. But you are suffering because of some knowledge you didn't have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One scripture and we close. I have a lot, but we don't have time. James chapter 1 verse Continuously looking in it. How many of you want to be free? 
free from all those pressure, financial pressure. You know financial pressure? It comes with its cousins and friends. But God is saying that you can become free. No, pastor, how does reading the Bible instead of relate? I am telling you, I have seen it with my own eyes. So many things that I have learned from the Bible. Amen. And daily, I see my life changing. The way I think is different. Hallelujah. Like where I even work. I work in Bangalore. I work for a health company. There's no way they should give me a job. I don't deserve it. But you see, when you have God's mind in you, people will see it and give you a job. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. People will notice the difference in you. People will see a change in you. People will know that this guy is different and bless you. But when you don't study and you don't care about the word, nothing begins to change in your life. But I see God changing something about you. Say amen. Amen. We don't have time. I want us to end here. But there's one thing that I want to say. As you have heard this message about starting a relationship, developing a relationship with God, don't just be a hearer. Be a doer of the word. Decide in your heart. Your pastor said, decide, take a decision in your heart. And you're going to develop a relationship with God. Personal relationship. Not with my husband or with my wife. But I want to know God for myself. I want to pray for myself. I want to pray alone. After the family prayer, I want to also pray alone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as you do that, God will change your level. From level one, you go to level two. Then you go to level three. Then you go to level four. And God will continuously change your level. Praise the Lord. Let us close our eyes and pray. Father, thank you for your word that has come to us. Help us to develop a relationship with you. That's all we have to do. That's just the one thing that we need to do. The one thing that we need to do to take us to you is to develop a relationship with you. That's why you created us. That's why you brought us to earth, to fulfill a purpose. But without the relationship with you, that purpose is not fulfilled. But Lord, oh God, as you help us to develop that relationship, it is fulfilled. Thank you so much. Lord, bless us. Touch our hearts. Help us in all that we do in Jesus' name. Amen.